You have probably heard a quote or received advice similar to this, in order to grow, you have to change. Well, the field of study known as human sciences supports this quote really well. It's been changing and therefore growing dramatically over the past four decades. Hello and welcome into another edition of How Very Human Sciences, the podcast in the College of Human Sciences featuring alumni and leaders in the various fields of human sciences, and that is diverse, sharing their personal career journeys while inspiring the students and graduates of today. And our guest today is someone who has her finger on the pulse of all things human sciences, particularly in higher education. Dr. Kelly Dalton, Executive Director of the Board on Health and Human Sciences, and this is through the Association of Public and Land Grant universities known as the APLU. Welcome to Auburn. Thank you. Yes. You know, and as executive director of this national board, you coordinate uh, with 41 human sciences colleges or programs at universities across the nation, including right here at Auburn University. So, but this is your first visit to Auburn. I feel a little guilty already asking you this because you've been here less than 24 hours. (laughs) But share your impression, first impressions of Auburn and Auburn University as a whole. My first impression was, wow, the campus, the town is easily walkable. There's so much history here, and you can really tell that people are proud to be a part of Auburn. And I've already been taught to say War Eagle. So. Yes, that's very good. You said it yes. right. Some people come in and they'll say War Eagles. You said it really well. You know, you had a chance to tour the Tony and Liberain Culinary Science Center. In fact, we're coming to you again right here in the Heyday Market podcast. This is all part of the College of Human Sciences. So, Kelly, you got to see the unique spaces, uh, offering integrated classroom and hands-on experience for our hospitality management students. What's your takeaway on this RAIN Culinary Science Center? I was, I have been blown away. The Culinary Center truly is one of a kind. My first thought when I toured the facility was how incredibly talented and prepared these students must be once they graduate from the program. When you think about career readiness, what is a better example than the education that they're getting here? And the student learning experience is integrated into every facet, every floor, every concept in the building. This is experiential learning, high-impact practices, all the buzzwords that higher education loves. This is the embodiment of all of those. So well done. Oh, wow. Um, Touring the Rain Culinary Center makes you want to come back to school and study here, really, or at least take a (laughs) cooking class. (laughs) We hear that from so many people, no matter what their age. Can I come back, you know, to college now? Well, with thank you. We love to have people from the outside, and particularly with expertise in human sciences, come in and give us their impression as we've been promoting this and preparing to open just last August, we often said it's the only of its kind in the world. And sometimes that's a lofty statement that people will think, really? This one really is. You know, I know probably our dean, Dean Hubbard, told you they traveled the world to find the best of all the disciplines and they couldn't find it under one roof. So they came back and said, well, let's just put it under one roof. So we are, I'm still, I I use the word stunning when I walk in the building, and we've been here since it was, you know, just on paper. So thank you for those first impressions. Yes, Let it's incredibly impressive. Oh, well, good. Well, thank you. Let me get back. We want to know more about you. Um, while you work with all disciplines within human sciences, your areas of expertise include nutrition. You're a registered dietitian, 
also an experienced leader in nonprofit management. You served in leadership roles through Extension, taking solutions to the community, a main focus at Auburn University, um, being a land-grant university, too. So give us an idea. I'm taking you back to student Mm -hmm. Kelly, even, how you stepped into the field of human sciences and what your career path has looked like. Sure. It really was by chance. So I was a pre-med major at Virginia Tech, which is another land-grant institution. And I remember at the time I was looking at my elective options and not feeling very excited having to take classes like plant genetics. No offense to those (laughs) who love that, but it just wasn't for me. And I happened to have a chemistry lab partner who told me about the pre-med option in nutrition. I had never heard of that before and didn't realize that it was an actual program of study. So I switched and I never looked back. I loved it so much. I stayed straight through to get my master's degree in community nutrition where one of the faculty encouraged me to become a registered dietitian and to get my doctorate eventually. So I followed her advice and then started working as an extension specialist in Washington, D.C., where I implemented uh, SNAP education and early childhood classrooms throughout the city. And from there, my career took many, many different paths and roles, which led me back to APLU, which now I serve as, I'm the only dietitian in the association, and I serve, as you mentioned, as the executive director for the Board on Health and Human Sciences. Well, I mentioned to you earlier, our students always say, we want to hear more about the non-traditional route, because when you were this student in college, and even when you stepped into being uh, a registered dietitian, did you ever think... And then one day I'll live in D.C. and I'll be the executive director of this <laughs> national board. No, I, yes. I did not. I was very comfortable. I loved the community nutrition aspect. I love looking, working with people and families and within communities. And I thought that that would be for me. But I was working a lot in the D.C. public school system at the time. And uh, you just realize so many different missed opportunities that were going on and so I decided to get my doctorate actually in education so I kind of switched out of the nutrition field and while I was studying my doctorate in education I just came back to public health nutrition and I just kept coming back to that and so and eventually got into the nonprofit management side of it because so many of our community-based organizations that are really impacting individuals and families and communities every day are at the nonprofit sector side. So getting engaged with that. And then finally, when this role came up, I thought, this is an opportunity to pull all the different areas of my background together and really help provide a national voice for the human sciences overall. So no, I never would have predicted right. I would be right outside of Capitol Hill working on these national level issues, but it's been an incredible opportunity. Yeah, so students stay open. You never know what door yes, might yes. just fling wide open <laughs> as you're stepping through this. Um, let's talk a little bit about balance. You said you live in Washington, D.C. That is a very busy place to be. Tell us about you and your family and how you balance your work life. Oh, absolutely. So I have two young children. I have a three-year-old and a seven-year-old, and we live right outside of D.C. in a very urban area. And to me, balance is really being unapologetic about listening to yourself and your needs. And 
finding things that truly bring you joy. Of course, hopefully your job is one of those things, but it is not the only thing and it is not the most important thing. Whether you have a family or children or not, it's really learning how to be attuned to yourself, to your body, to your mental health, to your physical health, your spiritual health, you know, whatever it is that really helps bring you joy in life and carving time out for that, putting that first. I used to have this mentality of, okay, if I get through my to-do list, then I will do the things that I enjoyed, and I never got around to them. And I was getting stressed out and just overwhelmed and not finding the joy in life that I wanted to find every day. So I switched that. So instead, I'm going to focus on the things that I love first and then get to my to-do list. And if I don't finish everything, I know that I have the strength to figure it out and to manage my time differently the next day. So oh, that's excellent advice. Yes. It really is. You know, and it's all even part of human development and family science within our college, all about relationships and your health and how do you balance things to improve your own quality of life. As we mentioned earlier, uh, change is often necessary for growth. I think we can take often out and just say change is necessary for growth. And any college of human sciences has gone through a lot of change over the past, say, four decades. And this national board's name Kelly reflects that. It's gone from the Board of Home Economics to the Board of Human Sciences in just last year to the Board of Health and Human Sciences. So here's a really big question that we try to tackle daily. How do you define human sciences to the general listener unaware of what this represents? It's a great question and one that I get every single day, <laughs> even from my own colleagues. So sure. I like to think of it as it's the art and science of living well in our complex world. And what that means is we all need to eat. We all need to wear clothes. We need to live, work, and play within curated spaces like this beautiful space that we're in right now. We need healthy children. We need healthy families. We need healthy communities. And the disciplines within the human sciences address all of these areas. But still, many people don't understand the term human sciences and struggle to see the connection between all of these different disciplines. So at APLU, or the Association of Public and Land-Grant Universities, where I am, and within the Board on Human Sciences, recently changed to the Board on Health and Human Sciences, you know, we reflected on this question deeply and over time and decided that health was the string that tied us all together. So we decided to vote and change our name. So the Board on Health and Human Sciences, we feel, better reflects who we are as a field and how we unite together to help make the world a better place. Mm -hmm. Right. And everything you said in terms of the clothes you wear, the food you eat, the spaces you live and work in, the relationships you keep, that's what we often repeat as well, it's finding solutions to the fundamental basic needs of individual family and community. Um, all while working to improve, and this is our mission statement, improve quality of life and change the world. Students get real excited about that. They want to change the world and they're not sure how, and they often find a way to do that through the field of human sciences, including the nonprofits and philanthropy and solutions to world hunger. Well, the theme to your most recent national board meeting in Washington, D.C. was Lens for the Future, Strategic, Proactive, leadership. Our dean, Susan Hubbard, presented and took part in that. So, Kelly, how well is higher ed keeping up across the nation in terms of looking ahead and giving students in the many diverse fields in human sciences the facilities, the leadership, the faculty needed to prepare them as the next generation of leaders? 
This is the exact question that the Board on Health and Human Sciences cares the most about. So how are we preparing the next generation of leaders? How can we ensure that they have the facilities, the funding, and the support they need from their higher education institutions? And this is what we advocate for on behalf of our 41 members, including Auburn University. So for example, we have a flagship leadership fellows program that mentors emerging leaders into, hopefully, administrative positions at universities. So Susan Hubbard, your dean for the College of Human Sciences, is a mentor in this program because we want more top administrators to be engaged with the human sciences so that these programs have visibility. So your next vice provost, your next provost, your next president, they have engaged with the human sciences and they understand what the human sciences are. Uh, we also collaborate with many other professional associations that focus on family consumer sciences, another word that's used commonly with human sciences, to develop a pipeline of K through 12 students interested in careers and post-secondary education programs related to the human sciences. And back in DC where the APLU office is located, we work with federal agencies and our government relations firm to advocate for human sciences and legislation and policy. So kind of tackling all those different areas together. Well, that's exciting to hear raising the exposure of all things human sciences to the future provost and leaders across campus. That's great to hear. Nationwide, are you seeing any trends in terms of interest in the many disciplines of human sciences or with colleges and programs continuing to evolve and change? One of the trends that I would say we are most proud of is that once students find a human sciences program, they stay. What this means is that students may not begin their college experience with a declared major in a human sciences program, which is an issue we are also working on, but once they take a class or find out about it, they switch and they never leave. And this is because of the high impact learning practices that are embedded in the human sciences. You can't learn how to sustain healthy people, healthy families, healthy communities by only sitting inside a classroom, as you know. You need hands-on experiences, which we call experiential learning, as you know, uh, to prepare students for careers in these fields. And this is what the human sciences offer across all institutions and especially what I've seen here at Auburn so far. Right. Well, as you're in the middle of a really well-rounded career with multiple leadership roles in human sciences, what is your advice to the student wondering if human sciences might be for them? I would say take a class, check it out, see what programs they have to offer, and I will not be surprised if you take one and never leave. <laughs> That's great. So really step into it because, as, as we've said, it's diverse. Um, we, we are constantly thinking about new campaigns to explain what is human sciences, who is human sciences. But you're right, when the students step in, we often hear, I didn't know that was in this college. I sure didn't know about this. So we're so thankful that you came to Auburn and you Thank got you. a look at all things Auburn University College of Human Sciences. Dr. Kelly Dalton, Executive Director on the Board on Health and human sciences. We just thank you for your time and your leadership and come back again. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And thank you to all listening today to this edition of How Very Human Sciences. For more information on the College of Human Sciences at Auburn University, go to HUMSCI, that's H-U-M-S-C-I, H-U-M-S-C-I, short for human sciences, dot auburn, dot edu. Again, thank you for tuning in, and War Eagle. War Eagle. <laughs>